because today I felt with a counsellor here. Oh, and let, let me tell you some more notices first before we get into the word. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, the Chosen continues today. So if you joined us a couple of Sundays ago, this afternoon episodes three and four. So come here at three o'clock and uh, you can watch that with us. That would be good. Uh, you can follow along on our service as always. So vineyardcc.org, go on your smartphones, your tablets, whatever. Just don't do Facebook while I'm preaching. But you can go to the website and uh, you can connect with us if you're new by simply clicking on I'm new. That's what it looks like on a tablet or on your phone. And you can also follow along with notes today's message. So looks like that again on a tablet and on your phone. Cool. Let's watch this. Is the sound on? เขาจะไม่ได้อะไรเลยไม่ได้รวยขึ้นไม่ได้ออกทีวีไม่มีใครรู้จักไม่ได้มีชื่อเสียงที่มากขึ้นสิ่งที่เขาได้คือได้แค่ความรู้สึกได้เห็นความสุขได้เข้าใจได้ความรักในสิ่งที่เงินซื้อไม่ได้ได้โลกที่สวยงามกว่าเดิมในชีวิตคุณอะไรคือสิ่งที่คุณต้องการมากที่สุดactually an Asian insurance ad, but anyway, it, the message that it presents uh, is a powerful one. And as I said, started saying earlier, I'm putting a bookmark. We're going through the book of John, but 
We'll put a little bookmark there and we'll get back there. There will be some scriptures from John today. Uh, But I really felt to talk about uh, the value in serving, in serving humanity. We're put here to serve. Uh, we, We firstly discover Christ, but then it's about serving and bringing others to the knowledge of him and doing that. You being the hands and feet of Christ, not being the preacher Bible bashing people or it's important to present the message, but with our actions, I think our actions speak quite powerfully. Uh, There's that saying, actions speak louder than words. So that's what we're talking about today. So that wasn't a Christian video, but it certainly was heartwarming, wasn't it? Especially when you saw the little girl in the school uniform. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of us, I don't know about you, but my parents actually taught me you don't give to beggars because you don't know where the money gets so there's that bit of um, negativity about, and that's why that guy was shaking his head. I think he's like, oh, he shouldn't, because he's just going to go spend it. Mum will go get some smokes or whatever. But in that case, it paid for an education, didn't it? So it was heartwarming, and it sets up what I want to talk about today. The title of my message, as you can see, is the towel, not the title. So we're going to read from the book of John, chapter 13, verses 3 to 17, as we start. So it starts with this, verse 3, John chapter 13. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the uh, the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Then he came to Simon Peter and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? A funny question. <laughs> Doesn't say this, but duh. Um, but anyway, carry on. Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this, Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. <laughs> Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet. But is, not, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you, for he knew who would betray him. Therefore he said, you are not clean. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments and sat down again, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For when I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you, most assuredly I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word today. And we just thank you for inspiring us to acts of service. Encourage us today, I pray, with your word. Open up our hearts. We open up our minds, ready to receive from you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So we're talking about the towel and not the title. And the first big key today is talking about the face of serving others, and that is our King, Jesus Christ. He gave the ultimate example of service in what we've just read now. Uh, John 6.38, this is Jesus um, speaking, and he says, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, uh, but the will of him who sent me. So Jesus didn't come with his own agenda and his own ideas and his own thoughts about what he needed to do. He simply came to fulfill the Father's will. I think we can all 
take a page out of that book and learn from that, that we're not here necessarily to do what we want to do, but God does promise to give us the desires of our heart, but we need to be doing the will of the Father. And to make sure we're doing that, we need to be in relationship with Him and we need to seek His face. We need to be uh, in communication, prayer with Him regularly so that we know the very heartbeat of God, reading His Word, all of those things. So, uh, in John 6, uh, Jesus um, had just fed the 5,000 and He walked on the sea as they were travelling. So He's done all these great things. But the people were asking Jesus how to do the works of God and Jesus is explaining to them. In John 6, 29, he says, Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he sent. So he was doing these things so that they would know that he is the son of God. Then the people started asking for a sign. You know, show me a sign. What sign are you going to perform? The problem here is that they were chasing the signs and wonders but they weren't chasing Jesus. Just show us the, spec, you know, the spectacular, the miraculous. You know, they referred to the manna from heaven that God sent to their forefathers. But Jesus goes on to tell them in John 6, 32 and 33. He says, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So don't chase the signs and the miracles and the spectacular. Chase after me because I'm the son of God. The heart of Jesus was to serve. That was his heart. Jesus made it clear that he had come to do the will of the Father and Jesus came to serve the heavenly Father and do the Father's will. And so we chase after Jesus, not the spectacular. His heart's to serve, so therefore our hearts should be to live completing acts of service in our world. So Jesus came to serve the Father. Here's what else he came to do. Jesus came to serve humanity. Uh, Matthew chapter 20, verses 25 to 28. But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. There's the key to greatness. Serve. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. You know, Christ is our example. And he came with that hard intent, that attitude of service. So Jesus said that his way is different to the world's way. I don't think we need to look too hard to see that as the case, particularly the world we're living in today. We live in a world that takes and consumes. Take what I can get, what I can get my hands on, and I consume it and I'm done. Take and consume. Whereas God's kingdom is give and then give some more. And then maybe a little bit more after that. Serve. It's not about what I can get and consume, but it's about what I can give and be a blessing. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and gave his life away. That's a big sacrifice, to give your life. He doesn't call us to give our lives, although figuratively speaking, that's what we do. 
in acts of service to others. It's not about us, what we can gain, what we can consume, what we can get our hands on, but it's absolutely about what we can give and how we can make a difference in the lives of people that we encounter in our world. The Son of God came to serve and live life beyond himself, and that's what he calls us to do. It's not about self, me and mine, but it's about others and how I can be a blessing. So Jesus came to serve the Father. Jesus came to serve humanity. Jesus also came to serve his purpose. Notice it's capital H, his, God's purpose. 1 John 3 verse 8 says, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. See, the Bible says for this purpose, Jesus was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the enemy the works of the devil. Jesus' whole purpose was about serving humanity and destroying the devil. Do you know every time you serve people, it's like you're stepping on the enemy's head because he doesn't want you to help other people. He doesn't want you to feel empowered to make a difference in anyone's life. He doesn't want you to be the hands and feet of Jesus making a difference in the lives of people and leading them to know who Jesus is. He doesn't want that. Every time you do it, every time you serve humanity, just like Jesus came to serve humanity, every time you do that, you're destroying the devil, the enemy. If you're having one of those days where you just sense that the enemy has a stronghold over you or something's going on, go out and serve somebody. Don't sit at home and think, oh, it's an attack and I'm just going to hide in my little corner. And Don't do that because that's what he wants you to do. He doesn't want you to feel empowered to do anything. But if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and you're having a bad day, go and do something for someone. I guarantee you it will change your day. Because there's nothing quite like the satisfaction of doing something for someone else, especially when you don't feel like it. It's very empowering. So just as Jesus' purpose was fulfilled by using his gifting in service to mankind, your purpose will be fulfilled in using your giftings in serving others. Don't hide away at home, but get out there and make a difference in the lives of many and your life will change. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Jesus came to serve the Father, to serve humanity, to serve his purpose. Jesus came to grab the towel, not the title. Let's look at the book of Philippians, chapter 2, verses 5 to 11. It says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him, And given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. 
Jesus didn't come to grab a title. He didn't come all majestically and to, 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 to be treated like a king. And he didn't enter the world in a glorious fashion. Simple manger, a barn full of animals. Jesus came into the world that way. He wasn't about titles and prestige and honour and all those things. Yet he, got the, he gets those things. He came to grab the towel. His act of serving others has given him a name above every name. He didn't command that name. It was given to him because he came to serve mankind. His act of humility actually put him first. You've probably heard the saying, the first will be last, the last will be first. That's what it's talking about. Let's put others ahead of ourselves. Let's honour people. Let's, let's encourage them. And you know what? In turn, you get honoured. You get taken care of. God looks after you. I think if we went around the room, we could testify. God's goodness all my life. He's been faithful. We sing it today. So Jesus came to serve the Father, to serve humanity, to serve his purpose, to grab the towel and not the title. You know, I think of our counsellors when I, when I think of a message like this because these guys, you know, give up so much of their time. You know, they're paid to do what they do, but I'm telling you, they work more than 38 hours a week. Uh, they're, they're, they're double or triple that easily on a weekly basis, torn in every direction, uh, balancing the tough challenges of pleasing everybody, which never happens. <laughs> you can't do that. You're going to make a decision and at least half the people probably won't like it. And they do their best. But I'm really proud of our church and the way we conduct ourselves with dignitaries. We honour their office. So whether we agree with them or not, it's not the point. But we honour the fact that they hold the office of council. They're responsible for looking after our community and we pray for them regularly. We do. Um, I was going to call you Pastor Steve. You're not a pastor today. <laughs> Councillor Steve. Uh, we do. We pray for you. And, and we pray for our local member, James Lister, and, and our state premier, Anastasia, and whether we agree with any of them or don't agree, whatever side of politics we're on, it's not about that, but it's about honouring the office. Our Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, we pray for him too. It's important that we do that because they've given a life of coming to, to serve, not necessarily uh, taking the title, but grabbing the towel and getting their hands dirty and trying to do what's best for our community. So we honour you today, um, Steve, and all our councillors that couldn't be with us and Mayor Vic as well. So the second thing I want to look at today is the fulfilment of choosing the towel over the title. There's got to be a payoff, right? There has to be a payoff. We can't just give this life of sacrifice and then there's nothing at the end. Matthew uh, chapter 20, verse 16. Serving others actually puts me first. That's what we're talking about first up. So the last will be first. So I said before, the last will be first and the first last. For many are called but few are chosen. Few make that choice to grab the towel and serve rather than grab the title and run with power. See, Jesus put himself first by serving his disciples. That's what we read at the start. He washed their feet. This is the Son of God. This is the, the Saviour of the world bowing down. And you know that their feet aren't like our feet, right? You know that they wear sandals, right? And it's harsh terrain. Their feet are feral. Like they're dirty, stinky. Well, some of our kids have dirty, stinky feet. Yeah, Trev's saying amen. 
But Jesus is bowing down to wash their feet. You know, the Bible declares that the first will be last and the last will be first. See, when you serve others, you put others first and you last, which really makes you first. Did you get that? (laughs) Do I need to say that a bit slower? I'm trying, June, to say things a bit slower. I'll say it again. You serve others, you put others first, and you last, which makes you first. That's the way to live life. If that's all you take home today, just put others ahead of yourself and you'll be first. It doesn't make sense here, does it? Because like, you're thinking of a race now, aren't you? The marathon that Jacqueline's going to enter tomorrow. That's what you're thinking of. And you need to cross the line first to win, right? But here I am saying put others ahead of yourself. So it doesn't make sense here, but it does here in your heart of hearts. Continue to put others first. You'll be last, but you'll actually be first. So serving others actually puts us first. Here's the next one. Serving others um, actually does not make sense. That's what it should say. There it is there. Next one. It doesn't make sense. I kind of touched on that already, getting ahead of myself. But John 13 verse 7 says, Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, which they didn't. But you will know after this. Hindsight's a beautiful thing, isn't it? You look back and, ah, light bulb, that makes sense now. But see, Jesus knew what he was doing was not making sense to them. Jesus also knew that later they would understand the power of serving, that they would get it. See, most people struggle in serving because it goes against our human nature. Again, the world is about take, isn't it? Get for my family. What can I have for for me? How do I look after me and mine? Once we're okay, then we'll look at doing other. But that's the wrong way around. That's not the kingdom culture. The kingdom culture is serve and then serve again and then do a bit more. Keep putting others ahead of yourself. And so it goes against our human nature to serve in such a way. Good thing that when we give our lives to Jesus, our minds and hearts, everything's renewed, right? Everything's transformed. And so all of a sudden those things do start to make sense because the Holy Spirit is within us and he takes away the confusion and brings clarity, amen? Helps us to understand the kingdom culture. So serving others puts me first. Serving others doesn't make sense. Serving others is your ultimate calling. It truly is your ultimate calling. John 13 Verse 14 says, If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. My parents always used to say, Well, if it's good enough for me, well, you can do it. Well, this applies, doesn't it? If it's good enough for Jesus to stoop down low, to smelly, dirty, rotten feet, whatever they've walked through, manure, stinky stuff, whatever, if he can do it, if it's good enough, What's the other one? If it's good enough for the goose, it's good enough for the gander. That's, that's the one, isn't it? It just came into my mind. That's what my mum used to say. To make me do things I didn't want to do. God bless my mum. If it's good enough for Jesus, Jesus said we should also wash one another's feet. So he makes that statement that our calling is to serve other people. That's what we're called to do. That's why we're here. Once we become enlightened with who Christ is and what he means to us and we give our hearts to him and make him our Lord and Saviour, that's our purpose. 
getting saved isn't just about getting to heaven for eternity, although that's a great byproduct, I think, uh, of making a good decision for Jesus. But it transforms our life here as well. Our life here is to be of service to others. That's why we're empowered when we meet Jesus for the first time to share that good news because that's what it is. It's good news and we share it through acts of service to others. Mark um, chapter 8 verse 35 says, If you try to keep your life for yourself, you will lose it. Isn't that funny? You're trying to keep it. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine, but it's gone. But if you give up your life for my sake, in other words, let it go, and for the sake of the good news, you'll find it. True life. Isn't that opposite? But often the kingdom of God is opposite to this world, isn't it? You know, when we try and hold on to something and keep it, cling to it so tight, yet we lose it. But then when we just let it go and go, oh, that's fine, just take it, then it's ours to have. What a great proposition. <laughs> Especially if you tend to be forgetful and lose things. You just, just let it go because you've lost it anyway, because you've lost, and it's yours anyway. The ultimate calling is not what I do for myself, but what I invest in others. See, Jacqueline invests laughter at my lame jokes. She, thank you for laughing. Cause it's been awkward silence today. I think everyone's just soaking in the word, right? You're, just, you're hanging on the edge of every word, yet there's a little giggle here. Thank you for that. Bless you. <laughs> All right. Serving others puts us first. Serving others doesn't make sense, like some of my jokes. Serving others is your ultimate calling. Serving others brings absolute fulfilment. Nothing else satisfies, I'm telling you. People try and find it in the world. They go out and about and sow into things, give time to things. But unless it's honouring Jesus Christ and giving your life to him, it doesn't satisfy. People talk about that puzzle piece that's in our lives, in our heart. And it's a piece that only God can fill because he's the right shape. And the world tries to fill it with other stuff. They chase after stuff. They join clubs. They join whatever it is that they do. But it doesn't quite ever satisfy like Jesus satisfies. And it's because we've been designed that way. God created us. John 13 verse 17 says, If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. So I can't encourage you enough. Get out and serve our community. Many of you already do. But do it because it will fulfill you. You'll have such satisfaction in your life. Like I said, even on those bad days, get out of bed with the grumps, go out and do something for someone and you'll return home a changed person. Blessed are you if you do these things. You know, Jesus says we will be blessed if we do these things. Serving and giving creates a flow in our lives that selfish living cannot do. True fulfillment is found in serving others. And you'll find nothing else like it. But man, it satisfies. And those of you that do it, you know. You know what I'm talking about. When you've done something, you might have had the worst day. You might have a big need in your life. But you know what? You just go out and you do something for someone else. And the difference it makes. And not just to you, but to your household. Something lifts, doesn't it? It's a, there's a click. Something lifts spiritually when you go out and you put others ahead of yourself. That heaviness, that weight, that thing that you can sense it just goes because the enemy doesn't have a foothold in your life anymore because you've gone against what he wants you to do. You've gone out and served the community. So serving others puts me first. Serving others 
does not make sense. It's your ultimate calling. It brings absolute fulfillment. This is the great one. Serving others makes you look like Jesus. I don't mean robe and sandals. and But it makes you look like the character of Jesus, who he is. The way we look like Jesus to a world is to follow and serve like Jesus. Do what he did. Following Jesus will work itself out when we love people. And let's not be selective with that because he isn't. It's that unconditional love. Even the ones that are like a little bit extra challenging. Sometimes we label them EGRs, extra grace required. Let's eliminate that. I'm glad that this church isn't like that. We welcome everyone here. We don't have welcome home on our signs just as a pretty slogan. Anyone is welcome here because we want to love on our community. So whatever their background, whatever their culture, whatever their history, doesn't matter because it doesn't matter to Jesus. He embraced all, as do we here at Vineyard Christian Church. (laughs) Following Jesus works itself out in loving people. Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 to 40 says this, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbour as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Uh, Love God, love people. It boils down to that. Love God, love people. That's our ultimate calling. That's what we're called to do. Some action steps from this message today. Here's what we need to do to be able to take the towel and not the title. Get involved in a group or a gathering. Well, here you are. I'm talking to the choir, aren't I? You're here and part of this church. But get involved across the week too. Let's not just make it a Sunday event. Go to someone's house and have a little prayer meeting or join one of our connect groups where we connect across the week. There's plenty of opportunity to do that. Sow into something. Come and be involved in some of the things that we do. You know what? We need some help with our youth group. I'm going to start hitting up some people simply because we have so many. So for years now, Nate and I have run Kids Club and Youth Group, and it's great. And Kids Club's been doing good. We're getting maybe 15, 16 kids. We can manage that many. Our youth group has peaked out. Our biggest night was 32 recently. So um, that's a lot of teenage testosterone and um, estrogen uh, for two adults to deal with. So we're kind of at the point now where we really need a third pair of eyes to help us. So I'm saying that now to say if you're looking for a way to serve your community and you want to help, uh, we'd love to get maybe three or four people that are willing to help and we put you on once a month just to be with us. You don't literally have to run anything. Neat and I run the whole event. We just need extra bodyguards. No, not really bodyguards, but extra bodies, extra grown-ups to just keep their eyes and ears where we can't always be. Uh, So if that's you, come and see me. But get involved in something. Put your hand to the plough in some area. Maybe you want to volunteer in our church for the first time. It's been great having these guys join us on our worship team. Uh, But maybe you want to help us with welcoming people um, because we always need more people to help in that area. Maybe you want to help with um, another aspect of our church, kids' church or making coffees or whatever it is. There's opportunity. Don't think that we're full. There's always opportunity to join and be part of what we're doing. Find a place to serve. 
and give away your life. Because that's what it's about, isn't it? Giving away our life. Live to give in time, talents and treasure. And that's a whole other message that we have probably preached another time. But be generous with your time. Don't keep it all to yourself. And, oh, well, I'm so busy and I've got all this to do. Hey, we're all busy. We've all got things to do. Let's be generous with our time. Let's be generous with our talents. God's given you abilities for a reason, for a purpose, to be a blessing. And if it's not in the life of this church, there are plenty of community groups crying out for people to help them out. So there's no lack of opportunity to serve our community. And then our treasure. This church is very generous financially already, so you're a blessing by putting God first in your finances. Let's be generous in our time, our talent, and our treasure and serve this community together. I'm going to pray for you in just a moment, but uh, we want to give opportunity. We do this in every meeting at Vineyard. There are people online that watch at home as well, and we just love to give the opportunity for people to meet this Jesus, the one that we do serve, the one that calls us to serve. You might never have surrendered your life to Jesus. Well, it's it's a really simple thing to do. It's not complicated. Um, the sad thing is some religions and, and, and even in our own Christian circles make it maybe a little tricky to say yes to Jesus. But you know what? It's as simple as that scripture. And I think I've really declared it already that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. No more checkboxes to tick. No more. That's all you've got to do. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. And we're going to give people an opportunity to do that in just a moment. Would you bow your heads? I'm going to ask the keyboard to come, come and play. So if you're in this place and you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, maybe you're at home and you would love to do this, uh, I'm just going to ask you to be bold and lift up your hand because we're about to pray. and Our whole church will pray this prayer together so you won't be singled out and embarrassed. Uh, you won't be drawn out the front, but we will include you in, in this prayer. Uh, if you're at home, you can raise your hand. I know I can't see it through the camera, but God sees your hand and it's a demonstration of what you want him to do in your heart so if you've never surrendered your life to jesus or maybe you want to just rededicate your life to him today would you just lift up your hand right now we're going to include you in a prayer that we're going to pray together as a church yeah i see those hands over there that's great wonderful anyone else today surrender your life to jesus wonderful for the ones that raised their hands and the ones who didn't and maybe they should have, we're all just going to pray this prayer together because it's not a magical prayer. It's simply confessing with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, making him our Lord and Savior, surrendering our life to him. And when we do that, the Bible says there's just a great party in heaven because people are surrendering their lives to Jesus. I see that too. So would you say this prayer after me? Say, Dear Jesus, I thank you that you came and that you died for me so that I could be forgiven for all my sin. I now choose to make you my Lord, to follow you all of my days. Thank you for making me a new creation. I believe God raised you from the dead to live eternally. I'm now a Christian and I'm going to live for you all of my days in Jesus' name.
And everyone said, can we just give a hand and congratulate the ones that made that decision today? Online as well, if you've made that decision, that's, that's fantastic. We celebrate you today. And, and heaven rejoices when a lost soul comes back and surrenders their life. Cool. Well, we're done early today. How good's that? Early coffee. Who's ready for coffee on a cold day? A few people. <laughs> Let me pray God's blessing over you. And uh, the coffees will come soon. Maybe they didn't know I was going to finish a bit early, so give them some patience. But they'll get all your coffees out. Father God, I thank you for your church. Lord, I thank you for your blessing on us as we go. Lord, I just pray that you would encourage us to acts of service this week as we walk through our community, open our eyes to opportunities to serve you and be a blessing to others. Because we know that as we put others ahead of ourselves, Lord, we become first. So we just thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit that's in our hearts and in our homes. Lead us and guide us, I pray, this week in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. And let's enjoy some fellowship together.